there's one thing that you do <laughs> whenever you're working on a film, you have to make sure that you don't do things that are going to haunt you for the rest of your life. So one of the earliest things that I started to do was that I would have everybody hang paintings. And when they hung a painting on a set, they would put a level on it. They would get it absolutely level and then put a little uh, a little piece of tape, uh, double sided tape down on the bottom corner of it. Right. So that so that it was locked. You know, that's it. Now, my sister, my sister would walk into a set and go, well, that picture is crooked and that picture is crooked and that picture is crooked. And so, so people would walk in all the time and they would go around this and she would start saying, Oh, no, a little to the right. And they'd try and get to the right and get to the right and, and do the all. But of course, they're all taped down. Not only are they all taped down. And she'd say, You, you have no fucking idea what you're doing. So finally, <laughs> finally, I always, I started to say, Whenever somebody, whenever my sister walks onto the set and says, You know, that is crooked or whatever, this started on Nightmare on Elm Street 3. You you come and get me and, and, and I'll straighten it. So I <laughs> I went down and the first time it happened, I just went up to the side of the painting and I would just I would just make it look like I tapped it and, and instead of tapping the painting, I would just hit the flat, right? So you you hear this, right? <laughs> And and the thing is, is I knew it was correct. So then I'd stand back and says, "Looks good to me." And she'd go, "Yeah, looks good." That's a, thank you very much. That's awesome. And after after a couple of times, I didn't even have to tell other people that I was going to be the one to. She only asked for me. So we did this little dance, and, and we didn't always work together by any means. I mean, but every time we did, sure enough, for thirty fucking years, every time we did, she would come to find me no matter. Matter where I was, she would pull me out and say, "Look, I've got a crooked picture on the set over here." And one time, there was this the second AD standing in the room when she came in, and we we went through this little dance. And I just did like three of the pictures in the room, right? And she walks out. I started to walk out, and the fucking first AD almost fell over laughing. And he looks at me out. He goes, "Really, really, you do that all the time?" Oh yeah, yeah, that's 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 a thing for sure. And he totally, totally slammed and caught me. <laughs> so, hey yeah. Mick, who who's that hey, guy? Oh, oh, this is Jordan Downey, <laughs> and Jordan Downey is the director of <laughs> probably <laughs> one of my favorite uh, turkey-based films. <laughs> One of the only turkey-based films. One of the only <laughs> turkey-based films, but but we don't need to go. We don't he need to go into that. A certified jive turkey himself. Uh, he absolutely right. is. Th this is the director of uh, th that gave us that. Um, uh, we, uh, I'm trying to say because it's the art. It's the. Uh, yeah, the shitty turkey film. Thanks, <laughs> killing. I love that. And uh, and. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving two. <clears throat> oh, three. And, One and three, right? Thanksgiving three. <laughs> That's right. By the way, Jordan, <laughs> I wrote a book called Behind the Screams, right? Okay. I, you may not know this, but you should. It was about Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Okay. And I am now writing one about Nightmare on Elm Street 3, and it's called Behind the Scenes 3. I love it. So it kind of uh, goes with what you're doing. And, and when people ask, I go, well, 
it's I didn't do the second film, <laughs> just like um, New Line shouldn't have done the second film either. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh yeah! stab, stab. So, uh, I, I'm right there with you. I you love know? that. I love not, that. Not, not that I wanted to get out that there isn't a second uh, Thanksgiving, but there may not be. You don't know. There is a cover. There is a there is a CD There's a case. poster. There's a case. That's- yeah, we did have to design a, a good amount of stuff for that. <laughs> That's free. I thought it was free money. <laughs> As you By know, the- you, it's easy to make a joke about a movie or TV show within a movie, but then the art right. department that has but to then- actually create that. Yeah, it's like a uh, nightmare. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Trailers too. What the fuck? Right. Then you go, yeah, exactly. Exactly. But I, you got away without doing a trailer for it. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, you're right. We didn't. We did shoot some footage that looked re- purposely even worse than the actual footage, uh, <laughs> and some really cheap props uh, we made out of cardboard and things. Um, but yeah, we didn't actually have to do a trailer or anything like that. That's great. Um, but did, did you make any money off of the uh, third, second one? The third one did not do that well. No, to be honest, we had. I mean, because we had a lot of well, one, it was a Kickstarter thing. Um, oh, gotcha. Which right. now I think there's well with um, why am I totally blanking on uh, the fan service that did Mandy? Um, I don't. We'll think of it. Where Kickstarter type service where you can actually get a piece of the profit if it makes money or whatever right. the kickstarter wasn't like that but we ended up realizing that whatever we budgeted for some of those expenses to create all of that stuff ended up being a lot and we had a bunch of investors for that one so once you start to have 20 different people dipping you know yeah. their yeah. hand into the pot it just you know and and some movies just take off or they don't you know they find an audience or they don't well the first one did the first one found an audience yeah absolutely and and people we just did a little, re-recorded it last week, a little uh, reunion with some of the cast and crew for a horror film festival in Sacramento. And that was <laughs> cool to great. see everybody after all these years. Because we oh, haven't all been in the great. same room together for a while in well, a virtual imagine. room. But. Okay, yeah, not, not, not a room that you'd actually have to speak to each other in. <laughs> yeah, no. No, most people are spread all over the country. You know how it goes. You know, you make a movie and then... Everyone... Oh, yeah. Oh, well, you see... The thing is, is when you did it in Hollywood or when you did it in L.A., everybody only went a few miles away from each other. Yeah. But it's not like you would ever actually go a few miles to talk to them or see them or anything like that. Right. Right. Yeah, it it was it was like instant family. And then uh, everybody got an instant, complete family divorce at the end of the film. It's weird, right? Like, I think about that a lot, actually, that that mental sort of process, because like you, you do, you become best friends with everyone there. And if you run into a lot of those people years later, you're still best friends. But right. for whatever reason, you don't. You haven't like, seen you them have for eight years. Two lives. Yeah. It, right. There's well, like a set they, life and the home life. Here's the, here's the other thing that you have to think of. Think of it this way. Think of everything. Think of everything that you do for a film, um, mm-hmm. like from a production designer's point of view. You know, you you think of an overall look for it, and you and you have reasons and da da and da 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 and and you and and there's great fights to defend your your territory and 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 
to make sure that you know things stay this way and the director's pulling and everybody's pulling and da, 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 da. and then you walk away at the end of it and it's gone you just <laughs> just gone right you know and the yeah. next and if you were on a film the next day it would be all a whole it would just be a reset of all this all these battles and everything yeah just be different people and 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 you know, uh, different circumstances and, and a different film. You have to think about that in Hollywood, particularly, is because we don't ever go that far from each other. But we're on, but you know, uh, next week we're on different planets. Yeah, and so many of those battles boil down to bullshit that doesn't actually make a oh. huge difference. Um, that's the- <laughs> well. That's that now. Now this is this is. This is what I was pointing out. I, I pointed out to people that work in the uh, uh, in the the free. Yeah, I until I did uh, Vengeance, I had never done anything for free, right? Mm-hmm. You know that 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 was new territory to me. Yeah, um, and 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 the battles seemed to be pretty heated, and seemed to carry on afterwards. <laughs> and and I'm just not used to that. I'm used to like that. You know, when you split apart, you're not friends, you're colleagues. You yeah. go, and you just go on. You know, at the end of Vengeance, it seemed like the things that were going on in Vengeance kept going on. And I was like, huh? wow, that's weird. I didn't. <laughs> because I the didn't... crew was friend. They were all friends before making the movie. And so that relationships extended after. It's more personal. Yeah. It, it, it really is more personal. It's a, it, it's a. And, you know, if you if you do it all the time, it can't be personal. You know, you don't. uh, Mm -hmm. You know, (laughs) I remember that. I think the worst that I ever did at the very end of a film is I took a uh, red and white wire and and let it out to the producer's car (laughs) and uh, and then just let it back out. You know, it like went 150 feet, and then I left a little sign there that said "Ha ha ha, I fooled you." Uh, <laughs> at, at the end of it, <laughs> oh but that's God. it. That's as far as it goes, and then you're all done. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> so, um, so what are you doing now? We, I've been doing a lot of writing this whole time. I mean, it's, you know, I, I know it's tough for a lot of people. It's been tough because to, to be cooped up, of course, but right. not to get into the, uh, the, you know, the, the COVID talk too much, but yeah, it's been, uh, it's been kind of nice in a way as, a, as somebody who just wanted to write and to be creative after the headhunter came out, I did so much talking about that. And after months of going to film festivals and, you know, um, in podcasts and everything, which I'm grateful for. At some point, you just need to create something new, right? You know, you can't right, just keep yeah, yeah. doing the same thing. So it's felt good to just write a bunch of stuff. So that's what I've been doing, writing. Um, good, good. Yeah. You got you got things that might break loose at the, you don't even know, do you? It's just, you, you don't know. I mean, there are things, everything has some kind of a, there's a purpose behind everything. So you're either writing something for you because it's a story you need to tell, or it's just right. something that you, some kind of a, um, uh, some kind of a creative muscle you want to flex or whatever. It's just something that's been, you know, churning in your mind for a while. I swear to God, if, if at, you know, if next year 
Mm-hmm. If if I ever see another Zoom frame, movie, oh my god, yeah, I know. I, I'm just gonna absolutely have a <laughs> fucking aneurysm. I know. I'm so goddamn tired of it. You yeah, know? It, it it's like anything in a frame now. I'm I'm actually going around the house and just I, literally. I, I'm not kidding. I have taken paintings out of frames, unmatted them, and just pinned them up to the wall. Right. I, I'm serious. I just can't. I cannot. The concept idea oh, of things inside a of frame. a frame. Yeah. It's just <laughs> absolutely insane because, you know, it's look, there are always incidental design items, right? That sneak into culture. What town are you from? Heath, Ohio. You're from Ohio. Is that where you live now? No, I'm in Los no. Angeles now. You're in Los Angeles. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Let me give you an incidental design uh, item in Los Angeles. There's a plate <laughs> when they came in and in the eighties. And the thing is, I'm so sure that they're still there, but uh, in the eighties, they started to retrofit uh, for earthquakes, mm-hmm. all every brick building. Right. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they got an in, incidental design element was a square plate with a bolt in the middle of it. Right. I mean, okay. are they still there? I don't know. To, I mean, now they've been putting in like rebar or like right. giant steel I-beam. I uh, right, re- right. But I don't know if I've seen the plates. I'll look But out that's for the plates were everywhere. I mean, okay. er, er, every building had wherever the floor was, was the plates. Okay. You know, and, and to me, those plates, in fact, there was a couple of filmmakers that that absolutely fooled people in thinking that they were locations by putting the plates on the insides of insides of sets right That's funny <laughs> it, it, and it it it's like incidental design mm-hmm. you know and, and to me the square frames yeah. that that we have all and not for podcasts but i mean you know for every freaking film like like everything. like it's everything it's like like everything that you that is recent that is television related Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's like I knew I was completely over it when 30 Rock had a reunion. No, Rock, Parks and Rec had a reunion. Right. Right. Show, <laughs> which was in Zoom calls. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I can't see this anymore. I know. And it's weird. I've actually found you'd think that, you know, you would binge infinite amounts of movies that you haven't seen before but i've actually found during this process i haven't been watching as many movies and i mean probably some tv but not as many movies as normal and maybe some of it is just the psychological worn down aspect of what you're talking about here's my my thing is that uh i've had to watch things with my wife Uh right which um is a pretty narrow parameter yeah (laughs) yeah Right. right. Come on. You know, it's it's like it's like I'll watch anything, Mm -hmm. which is the problem because she will watch nothing. Yeah. You got to find that. So. So I swear, literally, it's when I find anything that she will watch and it it has to be G rated. And then and then and and then it has to be a little dumb too. And and I'm not saying that my my wife is a, one of the smartest creatures in the world. She really is. She's an incredible artist, but she just doesn't want to watch anything. I mean, we have watched just about every 40s comedy. 
that has come. I mean, all the way out to like, like just really obscure. We have watched every one of the uh, Charlie Chans. Hmm. I mean, I now can tell the difference between all three, Sydney Taller and 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 all the different Charlie Chans. Right? He's like, oh god. But um, that so that's that's where we can draw the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. So, um, so you're just writing away and and uh, yeah, writing I, away, I, you know, and in the process too. It's like I I I find too that what helps me is I write is starting to put some visuals together too. So I'll put together visual decks, just you know, kind of like a pitch deck, director's deck, oh, sort yeah, of pitch, thing. Pitch, with, yeah with making my own, you know, I'm pretty, um, well-versed in Photoshop. So I'll mock up posters and concept art. If I get a specific shot in mind, that feels like a very iconic moment from that movie. Um, storyboard. You don't, you don't, you don't do animation, do you? (laughs) Not animation. No, no. Uh, Ah, right. (laughs) No, we, we, we have an animation project going, going, uh, uh, we're, we're, compiling uh stories that have been told to me and i've told others and 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 gone through like i've got huge vast quantities of uh, of interviews and Mm -hmm. and so we're just taking little pieces out of it that represent behind the screen stories and kind of putting putting animating them and that's cool i love the idea see how that goes yeah, no, it's it should be a lot of fun because, uh, you know, they they have my own unique voice. Yeah, literally, if you play the characters too, I, I, <laughs> I'm everything. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, mm-hmm. do you think your next project is going to be a movie or? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we did have a we did have a TV show uh, concept we were pitching um, that got you know, pretty far along. We'll see where that goes. I think things slowed down around COVID, but, um, I I think it'll be a movie. Yep. You know, and I'm kind of coming up with some things. There's basically a few different scripts that hit at different levels, right? So there's some of the stuff that you go through the typical quote unquote Hollywood system studio route where agents and managers submit and you try to get uh, you you get a production company, a studio attached, you attach actors, you go through that whole process. Or then I like to also have projects that are scalable so that you could go out and make it on your own. And maybe it gets, you end up wanting to make it for something that you could literally make for $50,000 or a million dollars. And that anywhere in between, it just is how expansive are the sets and the costumes and the, oh, yeah. and the look. Um, but I find yeah. like after the headhunter, it's like, if we made a million dollar version of the headhunter, I don't know that it really would have been that much different. Like, would it have been 10 times more successful or, or grand? I don't think I, so. So, you know what? I, I think projects like headhunter kind of stand on their own. I mean, mm-hmm. they, uh, everything they use to make that looks so, so gritty and, 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 and just mm-hmm. correct, correct for it. Um, yeah every like like you said you like the bucket of blood i remember i swear to god i was just gonna say the bucket of blood i i (laughs) really was i really was i was gonna say i still think about that bucket of blood and and think of of what it would take to 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 get that layer of see i i I like i like looking at that 
uh-huh. heavy of a layer, you know, it's cool stuff. TJ, yeah. TJ, join us. Oh, he's not even here, is he? What are you talking about? Okay. I'm here. See, I have a question. Did you see that movie? Nope. Oh, you didn't? I read a bunch of articles about lead up to it, and I went back today and went through a bunch of pictures of it. But Okay, let's, let's, I'm going to put you on the spot. Did you watch Thanks Killing? Yes, Boy. but it's been a bit. Did you watch Thanks Killing 3? Yes, but it's been a bit. Really? Yeah. Been a bit. Okay. Because <laughs> I, I have some questions about Thanksgiving 3. Yeah. And I, bring it and, on. And, and I, I wonder if this is a problem. It probably is. <laughs> it probably, yeah, probably is. Here's, here's the thing. If you had brought that to me as a production designer, mm-hmm. I have to tell you, I love, I love the look of the house. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, um, I don't know what Roseanne was the reference kind of. It it yeah. really is. It's really is Roseanne. But the but I, I have a beef with the uh with all the puppets. Okay. And, and here's my problem. Did you get lost because uh because your turkey was a puppet? Because here here here's and hear me out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, sometimes I think when you're so close to something, mm-hmm. and you go, "Well, yeah, the the turkey's a puppet. Why can't everybody else be a puppet? Why mm-hmm. can't my main character be a puppet?" Puppet. Mm-hmm. But the thing that was great about that first one mm-hmm. was the fact that it's the turkey is a puppet and he doesn't know it, and and the right. culmination of that, <laughs> right. the culmination of that is him wearing the face. Yeah, <laughs> of the of, of the chief, mm-hmm. right? Which to me, it, it was just. <laughs> I mean, first of all, the fact that a that a, 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 a turkey that is a puppet is obviously just wearing the face of a puppet, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. It sort of sort of has a kind of screwed up meta kind of feel to it, right? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. That is exactly after the first one. And we didn't know it until after the project was complete. But what you're talking about is like if Thanksgiving 3 doesn't work um, as well for the same audience as the first one did, it's because, yeah, we said after the first one. You said now we're going to have puppets, right? Yeah, I mean, and I look, I love and, and respect the hell out of like Jim Henson and just the and in general, all the Muppet puppet type stuff of the 80s mm-hmm. and, and right. 90s i love right. it so much the dark crystal and labyrinth i love those movies right. and i also love the idea of what peter jackson did with meet the feebles where you've got that nc-17 r-rated exactly. vulgar exactly. version of those things right <clears throat> um and so i think a combination of that childhood passion plus knowing that the first thanksgiving that the turkey was what everyone loved and what we loved and brought so much humor the, right. We 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 made the 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 critical error of thinking well <laughs> right. more of that will thinking, well more will, yeah. mean more will mean more better and and that doesn't always make make the case yeah, so, yeah. It, I swear <laughs> it it just boy when I saw that come in I I, I honestly I kind of went hmm. yeah <laughs> because even even the part of the house mm-hmm. at the beginning with his wife. And the kid still 
didn't go too far. You know, mm-hmm. it was stretching it. Right. But as soon as the character came in, the, the other puppet hero, the girl yeah, came in. Uh-huh. I swear, as soon as I came in, I was like. That's where we jumped the shark. Jumped yeah, the, yeah, jumped the right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it, if there was a spot to jump a shark, that's <laughs> that was the spot. And, it, and from then on, I went. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not looking at high art. But I might be looking at art that's really high. That's probably a good way of putting it. Yeah, it was. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, I remember specifically, too, when we, we'd come up with the idea for it. And, of course, Turkey was going to be back. And even our concept of – and I'm not – to be fair, I'm not really a huge fan of the movie within a movie sort of concept. However, right. the skipping, the sequel thing was so enticing that we were like, that's such a cool – yeah, um, no, I, I, I have no problem with that, right? Okay, it was good. just, it was just the introduction of the uh, Jim Henson character. Yeah, into that, just kind of, it kind of, um, what can I say? How can I say it? It kind of was, uh, <laughs> it kind of just led you down a, a certain run to where you couldn't. Now you couldn't comment anymore on the the description the description the the you couldn't comment anymore between reality and the puppet world yeah. right you know it couldn't be a nudge and a wink anymore yeah, yeah. and all of, and all of a sudden you saw the writing get I don't want to say a little flat but a little um <laughs> a, a little stilted yeah we just that. I think we just yeah, exactly we just needed we needed more time to have been able to rein ourselves in and to have been able every project needs that whether it's the script phase the editing phase whatever if you're allotted this the ability to like take a step back and get some, right. <laughs> get feedback and we just never had that we were like always up against a release this by Thanksgiving deadline and do this Kickstarter and we just got in deep and never had that moment where we could take a step back and. And then also just overthinking things, you know, in terms of like, oh, how cool of a metaphor is it that the puppet, that the the biggest adversary to the villainous puppet would be a heroic puppet, right? And that which would... which is which is really cool, except you have to ask the question as to whether you're admitting that the turkey is a puppet. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. And then you're right, <laughs> and I then you're, you're doomed, and then you're just. Cut, you cut your legs underneath out from half of the jokes that you could have. <laughs> yeah. And really all you're left with then is just simply how can you outdo, how can you make each scene crazier than the last so that it feels like this acid trip of an experience. Right. And, exactly. But that really then ultimately kind of became for that movie all that it could really, uh, you know, hold on to. Even though there's there's still a lot of stuff. It's weird because I none of this is offensive, by the way, because I feel these things myself. And oh, yeah. um it's uh it was a hell of a learning experience and after it was done me and kevin like just we kind of knew we were like well that we learned more making that movie on everything from from uh from screenwriting to editing to directing producing to production design uh, more on that than anything else i've done it it was like a second film school in a way your production Um, was so much better it was yeah your overall sense of but and, and then you took that and did it to the monster one that you did, or the, I'm sorry, 
what's the name of the next one you did? Well, there was the the, the headhunter or the critters the short film. Or yeah, that, well, yeah, I, I yeah, the, talk the more hunter. about the critters uh, short film. Mick did a critters film once. I know we <laughs> talked all about. I remember we talked a lot about critters too, and you had that great set of the SWAT team bursting or great story about the SWAT team. <laughs> well, there you go. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, then then it was just a matter of like you know paring down that that sense of humor and uh, transitioning into and just and getting back to keeping stories a little bit more simple. That was probably the biggest lesson is just. Well, yeah, but I I do have to say, though, I did. I enjoyed the production design and the. Mm -hmm. uh, The overall quality of uh, of the production was uh, was much better. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was. I mean, and it wasn't. Yes, we did have more money, but I mean, it was still incredibly, incredibly low budget. One hundred to one hundred thirty thousand dollars was the total, I think. And right. Um, now was but, it, yeah. Now it was all digital, right? Yes, it was all digital. Yeah, right. It was um, it was all digital. We shot in some in Los Angeles on stages. Most of the money, well, not most of it, but it, like the biggest single expense was the production design on the turkey's house that you pointed on the out. Turkey's house, yeah. And the turkey hell at the end yeah. of the movie with the cave and all of the rock formations. And, right, right. And those right. two things just, yeah, I mean, you know, they, you, it adds up to build that stuff. And But it was, and it was just so crazy because even though we kind of shot it like around Christmas to book in the holiday so that the crew could have off for a week or two. And right. But during that off time, there were still so many things that weren't finished or ready to shoot. So I was going in on Christmas with Kevin, cutting, you know, holes in the in the steel deck to be able to get puppets up through the holes and like just all <laughs> it grooves and tunnel. It was just like, oh, my God, you realize talk about like an appreciation for what a raised set of a puppet oh, movie means for the art for the crew and everyone like holy shit that is it, a and what it means to know the difference to know when you're going into a situation like that oh my god really really you, you know yeah. i i mean there have been so many times that uh i've stood with uh with you know uh because you know the effects people never come with you on location scouts Right. They're just okay. they're always a second. They're always like a, a second thought. And you as the production designer are always the one that's that's got to think for them. Mm-hmm. So you have to really you have to make sure and not get yourself into a situation where you're going to be puppeting something. Because let's face it, you're doing a horror film. Eventually, you're going to wind up puppeting something. something. Right. Yeah. And and just make sure that you're getting yourself to a a, a set somewhere Mm -hmm. to do that in is like a big deal you know yeah yeah or you're otherwise you're then just dealing with really constricting shot choices by laying somebody down on a little dolly cart or whatever but you can't you know or or drilling right through that ten thousand dollar (laughs) sofa Which I've done. I've done a couple times. (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) But that stuff, I don't know. Working with puppets is a nightmare, but I also love it at the same time. Like it's, it it is so cool to see 
I love, I always was like really drawn to movie props as a kid and just perusing eBay or Fangoria to just look at the props. And I love the process of seeing a prop or, or right. some kind of a, an animatronic, whatever, the, the creature design. And then once you put it through lighting, once you put it on camera, once right. you have it puppeteered, the, you put a hand in it and bring it to life and you see Man. how crappy and janky stuff can look in person and then how amazing it can look uh i love that it's like so, it's so true and i and i have to say that your uh your 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 turkey really held up you know because he isn't even supposed to right no and, right and, and somehow he does you know it's uh uh yeah that it, thing was the first one was it, the first one was honest to god so terrible yeah. that it was that <laughs> It was honest to God so terrible that it was it was great because there was a certain aspect of it that was just right mm -hmm. to it's like, hey, we're all gonna pretend that this looks like a turkey. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna it looks nothing like all, a turkey. It looked nothing like a turkey, right? But we're all gonna pretend and, and the great thing is is that after a while, the fact that you become a participant in it. You know, mm -hmm. you're like, you, you, you like, uh, you're, it's not so much that, um, you're, you're not so much a, a viewer as you are, uh, a, an accomplice. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's, we're, we're, we're actually breaking the laws of visual physics and yet <laughs> isn't he fucking cute. <laughs> I know. And it's funny that you see so little of him too, to, you know, so like little of him. just from neck up basically, because it was just a sleeve that I just, <laughs> I mean, so much of it was a, a perfect, the, thing, the first one, especially a perfect combination of, of like planned silliness and, and over the top humor and oh, accidental God, yeah. first time filmmakers making mistakes and me, and I mean, <laughs> me building that Turkey puppet. So I'm, just sculpting this thing. And then I'm not thinking about, Oh, that has to go on my hand. So therefore it probably needs to have enough diameter to fit on an arm. And, then, <laughs> and after you make it, then realizing, Oh, this is kind of tight. So having to like put lotion on your arm to like jam this <laughs> Turkey puppet on every well, time and walking I'll around you, with it. And the scene, this, this, t I still can see in my head and I see it every once in a while. I see the scene of the turkey with the sheriff's face. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It, it just it burned into my face, <laughs> into my into my eyes. Because the thing is, is it was just good enough <laughs> to actually sell the idea, right? <laughs> and and. There was a little bit of that accomplice kind of thing in there that you were mm -hmm. you were you were letting yourself right. <laughs> you just, it's just, uh, it's and that was a same. little a little nod to to some of your history too with the Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, and oh. the, and the face swap and, oh, and, and just playing up on all the all the horror tropes uh, from you know, some of the iconic all, rule all the times. Uh, yeah, no, I, uh, Lord knows I've been there. <laughs> you yeah exactly. you've seen a number of faces on faces in your life yeah faces on faces oh that's true there's a, a there's a book title a, a for docu this. yeah there. documentary title right there faces on faces part three because then it matches <laughs> <laughs> yeah right that mm, mm, there you, uh, mm, huh? 
I wanted so, to ask you about that actually, Mick, real quick while we're on this. That trailer, I heard you talk about it with um, with the director, with Jeff Burr, on one of your episodes. But the trailer for Texas Chainsaw Massacre three. Right. I'm glad you guys mentioned it because that is that's my favorite trailer of all time. Like everybody's down. It is it's absolutely everybody. And here's the thing that you have to realize about that. People ask me about that all the time. But really. But think about this. The trailer was released in 1989 and we didn't make the film until we had this conversation with David Chow last week. Right. We did. Oh, right. OK. That, yeah. David and, and, and David Chow. All of us, I think David Chow was there when mm -hmm. they did that, but it wasn't until two years later that we actually made the film. In fact, i I have seen, I have seen, um, uh, I have seen credits on that film. I've seen them say uh, 1990, right, hmm. all the way up to 1993, right. And I know that it was closer to 93 than it was to 1990. Um, but I know that that trailer dropped in 1990. Yeah. Huh. And and it was really uh, kind of a surprise because we didn't even know that New, that New Line Cinema uh, still had the property. Yeah. Maybe right? the trailer was a way of retaining the rights or something. Maybe there was some business loophole involved or. Ooh. Well, I think that, I think that, <clears throat> I think that it was, and I think it had a little bit to do with Freddie's nightmares hmm. because Freddie's nightmares had used. Um, uh, I'm going to ask Graham it? that question, Mick. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I know that um, Freddie's nightmares was close to that time. And Freddy's okay. Nightmares was using uh, who's the director of uh, the original Chainsaw? Toby Hooper. Toby yeah. Hooper. Uh, so I was working with Toby Hooper right around that time. Okay. Uh, on the TV series Freddy's Nightmares, where he did the first one. Okay. He did the first episode. And what a weird person to work with. Ooh. <laughs> no, God, I'm telling you. Now, I. I I do a really great imitation of Toby Hooper. Oh, I'd because, love to hear it. Because I've been there before, right? Yeah. And so I go, I go into this office, and and, and Toby's supposed to meet me, right? you know, and and he's in this room, and 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 he looks up, and I go, "Hi, I'm Mick. How's it going?" And he goes, "Oh, I know, I know all your stuff. And I, well, you know, I, I was thinking, I see you on this one." The thing is, is if we could, uh, uh, the scope with the, the colors and the, uh, it, that I, 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 I uh, Mick, I haven't answered your question to why the trailer was released. Graham yes. said it's yes. because the release date was booked before filming even began. Oh, that would so, yeah, <laughs> yes, but, but we didn't make that, we didn't make that release date. We didn't even get anywhere close. What? Then who made the release date? No, no, no. I mean, we didn't make it. We didn't get it done by then. Yeah. We we hadn't even started it by the time the first release date came. Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah, was, wow. No, that that it was two years. Two years before, you know, and, and, and the thing is, is I was already making the the sets and everything uh before Jeff Burr came on. Wow. It was it, it was it, it was kind of a mess to tell you the truth, 
but uh, but that was Toby Hooper. Uh, That's great. I love uh, it. Meeting with Toby Toby Hooper. I mean, it was it was like I literally sat there for like twenty three. I I I literally sat there thinking to myself, when is when is what is the shortest length of time that I could sit here and call this a meeting? <laughs> <laughs> and then just and then just get up and go do whatever it was I was going to do anyway because because <laughs> no coherent anything ever came out of his mouth not a word not a not a thing and 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 I thought to myself that uh, I, I literally walked out thinking that he was really 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 high but but thinking to myself yeah but most of the people in this building are right now anyway. uh, yeah. <laughs> and they all make sense so. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious oh well it was the 80s what can i say yeah well that's cool that you got confirmation a little backstory live on the air about the, about the infamous trailer <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah that one came, that trailer came out it, it, and the thing that's great about it is nothing in that trailer if you look at the mask, it's not the mask right. that we use. If All you different. look at the chainsaw, it's not the chainsaw. The wardrobe is wrong and, and yeah. everything. It is a great fucking trailer, though. Yes. It's the reason I love it is my second favorite is the Hills Have Eyes 2 trailer, which is where they sort of pick up the, the mutants are walking through the desert. They grab a rope and the camera is on the sled and you become the rope. Right. Or in, and it's dragging the audience through the desert. And I love those. And I'm dying to do one of these myself. The the trailer that has nothing to do with the movie. It's, it's footage yeah. shot just for nothing. a trailer purpose. It doesn't right. even necessarily match. And it like the Excalibur thing, like what the hell is that about? But it's awesome. <laughs> it just gets you into a. It makes you want to see a movie, even though it, it's it promising does. something you're not going to get. Even if it isn't going to be that one. <laughs> even if it's not going to. I know. It, it's so, it's so cool. I I wish more films would do this. I guess it's simply about money and, and having to have a crew go off and shoot that. Mm -hmm. See, and the funny thing about it was that uh, that when that trailer came out, I had no idea I was even going to be involved in that. Oh, so you right? saw the trailer? Oh and yeah. Oh, got the job years later. Right. Yeah. Literally, literally <laughs> saw the trailer. It was like. Wow, you know, that's even I had the same feeling. Wow, that's that's a really cool movie. And then to be offered it like over a year later, you're, you're that like, film, you, know, you yeah. go, wait a minute. <laughs> you know, they they say uh, they say that uh, if you release trailers too early, that mm -hmm. uh, the audience will actually a, a, after a year or so, the audience will actually begin to think that they've seen the film. Right. Yeah, I literally thought that I had made the film already. <laughs> like, wait, didn't I? Didn't I do that last year? <laughs> that's so funny! Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, that's yeah, cool little subplot there. But yeah, I mean, we we wanted to do something like that for the Headhunter actually to shoot a standalone trailer that would be something similar. Um, that's just kind of this bizarre surreal kind of thing um but just didn't have the time to do it um, well it's it's one it, of these it, days it's hard to be more surreal than um a turkey that wears somebody else's face yeah that's true i don't know if we ever <laughs> i don't know if we ever top that or <laughs> go back you know, what, you know what i love and i literally i gotta hand it to you and and i know that i keep going back to that one scene but that was mm -hmm. a pretty hard cut to get across <laughs> you really did it <laughs> and, 
Yeah, it, it <laughs> you know, was. And- because you, you did it at a point to where I was still struggling with the fact that that was a turkey. <laughs> yeah, now you add a layer on top. And of now it. you add a layer onto that that the turkey is wearing the sheriff's face. And you're going, hmm, okay. I know. And it doesn't even look anything. I think Troy, who made that little mask, probably made the mask before we had cast Chuck, who played the sheriff. So it was just like, ah, just sculpt some generic. generic. And it, somehow it's also shrunk down to half the size of a human face. And it's he's tied a twine around the back of it in the process as well. And like, does it. it's so it, funny. It, it, at least on the number three, you couldn't hear any generators running. So, Oh, that's, yeah, you, I know that generator at the end of the, 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 <laughs> the, the night stuff. It's horrible. All the night stuff. Oh <laughs> and the sound guys actually got a good amount of it out. And we were like thinking this is unusable. Um, but at the same time, we, <laughs> our budget only allowed for so many, a uh, hundred yard or well, it wasn't, we probably got about a hundred yards tops, but we, we maxed out every extension cord that we had from my dad. You take it away from it. <laughs> that was the furthest we could afford to get uh, basically was the problem is distance. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think that I may have, may have sent you uh, when I saw that film before the interview, mm-hmm. I think that I may have sent you a, a little article on blimping your generator. <laughs> you might have. Yeah. I think I actually did just, 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 just to see if I could get under your skin. No, no, we didn't. Yeah, I, I, I'm well aware of the generator problem. Uh, <laughs> haunts me to this day. Uh, well, I love you. You see, you come on to Rabbit Hole, mm-hmm. so that, so that uh, I can just criticize you and and drive you nuts, right? I love. <laughs> no, none of it is. Uh, look, you can't criticize. The thanks killing movies are almost like critic proof in a way. <laughs> they they really are. No. What they are. It's like I'm criticizing them too. And, and that's what and, I'm jealous. Having fun with it, you know. That's what time. I'm jealous of is I want something that's so perfect for it. Because you know that that's my sense of humor, right? Mm. Oh, yeah. I can pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So, you, you know what, uh, Jordan, we've had enough of you. Uh, Great. TJ. <laughs> TJ sent me this little thing that says, "Oh, it's time, Mick." And so, uh, once again, you have come by to waste your time with Mixtron down the rabbit hole of wasted time. Down the, of wasting time, yep. and, and, and man, I, I I love having you on. Uh, this, Anytime, this is great. This I, is I, absolutely great. Jokes aside, I love it. I love listening to. I love listening to your stories and, and <laughs> listening to the other episodes. So I, I'm just excited to oh, now yeah. be a fan. TJ, he actually listened to other episodes. That's great. <laughs> it's nice to actually talk to the people that listen to our stuff. <laughs> I love uh, it. No. You don't, you just, you just let people have a conversation. It becomes a conversation. I love mm-hmm. that there's not this like, the, this system of a plan. It's just like wherever it goes, it goes. And <laughs> yes. it's fun to listen to um, for that reason. <laughs> You know, it's uh, yeah, I'm anti-plan as you may as you may guess. The concept <laughs> of the show started from a two-hour interview I did with Mick, and he's like, "I like this kid. He let me talk." Yeah. And then <laughs> he's like, "So what if we did a show like this every week?" And I was like, ah, "We're gonna have to put a time limit on it." Then he's like, yeah. "Okay, that's fine." So we first did like a couple episodes, and he like gave me crazy topics, and then I was like, "What if we just talk about your movies and bring your friends on?" And he's like, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about stories. So now we just do story time each week, and it's awesome. <laughs> I love it. I love it. 
Well, hey, hey, Jordan, thanks for coming on. I tell you what, there sure. is there is something that I really want from you. Going and uh, you, you're ready to go. Uh, do me a, a, a favor and uh, get a hold Indeed, of us. Sure. And, and absolutely, we will we will spread the word, my friend. I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. You guys will be the first to know. Okay. Thanks a lot. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. Talk to you okay, soon. We'll, we'll turn it over to TJ to to, to like uh, finish us off. <laughs> and thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. This is your host with the most, TJ Bowser, and a friendly reminder to go to projectlouder.net for all of your podcasting needs. See you guys next week. See you guys. See ya.